Hey, working mom, I'm Latika, a working mom with four young girls, a career and talent development professional, coach, and author. Ever since I overcame postpartum depression and got back to working my career vision, I have been on a mission to help working moms like you balance life and pursue their career goals or vision. In this podcast, I will share tips and inspiration on work and life balance, career growth, career planning, productivity, self-care, and so much more, including our faith and its importance as working moms. View this as your one-stop shop to lead and grow your career and balance it all as we go through life together. So as you are working around the house, on your lunch break, or during your commute, get ready to laugh, talk back to me, and learn something new to be the boss mom you desire. This is The Latika Vine Show. Hey, working mom. I hope you are doing well. Welcome to another episode of The Latika Vine Show. I am so excited that you are here with me. I apologize about my voice. I am coming off of the flu. Um, And so I'm here and I am so excited to dump into, jump into this really encouraging episode of Enhancing Your Inner Circle. Now we're in the season of evolving, you know, we're, we're talking about the ever evolving working mom. And for many of us, we are in that transition. As my therapist plainly tells me, we're in that transition of 38 to about 42, where we're evolving, we're transitioning to people that, um, we're not brand new, but we're just transitioning. We're finding our voice or using our voice now than we did before. We're seeing that some relationships are not working. There's just a lot going on in this transition that no one really has talked about. And thank God for therapy because I've been able to really go through what this looks like and why I feel certain things and why I look at certain things in a different way than I did a year ago or 30 days ago. So when I talk about enhancing your inner circle, you know, in a few previous episodes, we talked about, you know, sometimes your inner circle will become smaller and that's fine. But when it comes to enhancing it, it's not so much enhancing it as far as quantity, but enhancing it as far as quality. So when it comes to the quality aspect of your inner circle, you have to really analyze what is it that you need? What do you need for your inner circle to do for you and what can you do for them? And that really plainly is what you really have to think about, honestly, you know, and as I think about, you know, my relationships 
and how they've evolved and how my inner circle has gotten smaller. I look at who is in that inner circle and what is it that we bring to each other. And if there's anything, can I call on them? And will they answer the phone? And I I love this question. It's not, can they answer the phone? But will they answer the phone? And and, and let let me break this down for you. Can and will are two different things because can is, yes, I I, I can do that. I can be there, but as me saying I can be there, I'm going to be disgruntled. I'm going to fuss and fight. I'm going to be like, oh my God, why do I have to do this? Can is, yeah, I'm going to show up. I'm going to do this because they're going to need me down the road. Um, can is, you know, hey, um, you know, they're they're my child's godmother and I'm going to need them to babysit, you know, my child. Like that's what can is. Can is, yeah, I can I can do it. It's it's I can do it. But will is I'm going to drop everything and do it for you. Will is I'm going to give you everything in my power to make the situation okay, to help you to do whatever. Do you see the difference between will and can? And that's what you have to ask yourself. Do you have, or in your inner circle, do you have individuals that can or will do things for you? And I think that's how we have to really look at relationships. Can they do something for us or will they do something for us? Like we can do a lot of things for our kids, but will we? No, I'ma tell you now, no, my kids, want so much stuff. And yeah, I probably can do it for them, but I won't. But what I will do for them is I will make sure they have, you know, the necessities of life. And I'll make sure, you know, some of their desires are fulfilled. But I also will make sure that I've taught them legacy-driven, purpose-given stuff to last a lifetime. I will be there when they're disappointed at life. I will, you know, have those hard conversations that I don't necessarily would like to have with them, but I know are necessary to have, you know, with them. Um, I will make sacrifices for them because of my love for them. I will give them emotional support. I will give them spiritual support. I will give them the, the you know, mental support that they need to do whatever it is that they need to do. And sometimes we just have to sit back and, and analyze what is the difference between will and can within the inner circle?
within your inner circle, what is the difference between will and can? And so I really want you to think about that when it comes to enhancing your inner circle. You got to think about your needs. And if somebody, if those individuals will or can do things for you. And so, again, we, we, you know, when it comes to enhancing your circle, it's about the quality, not so much the quantity. And, you know, something that I truly admired ever since I heard it, you know, I love Mike Todd. He is the pastor of uh, Transformation Church in Oklahoma, in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I'm going to get out there one day. I've been to Oklahoma Love Oklahoma, love Oklahoma City, okay? And if I had any option, I would definitely, that's one of the states that I would move to because I just, I'm in love with Oklahoma. Always have been, and Oklahoma has so much history. It really, really does. Um, but I love Oklahoma, and I would love to to be a resident. So I'm gonna get off my soapbox there. But Mike Todd um, is the, the pastor of Transformation Church in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And he, you know, he always gives uh, illustrative sermons, <laughs> illustrative sermons. And, you know, I always love um, his sermons about relationships. And one particular sermon, it talked about how uh, in relationships, and I, I believe it was based off of his book, Relationship Goals. So if you have not checked out his book, definitely check out his book. But talking about how sometimes when we're doing the self-analysis of our inner circle, let's think about Jesus. And and I know, you know, we all hear what would Jesus do? Get the bracelet, get the, you know, what uh, was it? WWJD? Really, he put this in perspective. He said, even though Jesus had, you know, a certain amount of um, disciples, right? Certain amount of apostles. Who was he with all the time? When Jesus was, um, you know, when he was resurrected, you know, we know that he, he saw Mary, but he saw a few of his disciples when Jesus was, you know, when, when we, when we hear him walking around um, and preaching, he was not with all of his disciples all the time. He was with a certain amount and it was about two or three of them. And the one that brings or rings to my mind a lot is Simon Peter. Now, of course, you know, we don't know. We didn't walk the earth with Jesus, so we don't know who his BFF was. We don't know who his bro was. Um, but what we do know is that Simon Peter's with him all the time, and there's plenty of conversations in the Bible with him, with Jesus and Simon Peter. And what that really 
taught me or showed me was like, man, Jesus didn't even have a lot of people in his inner circle. He relied heavily on a small amount of people. I mean, there are some really intimate conversations in the Bible between Jesus and Simon Peter. I mean, there's betrayal. There's lies. <laughs> there, I mean, there's so much. Jesus asking Peter if he loves him and Peter saying, yes, Lord, I love you. I mean, there's some real intimate conversations that we hear or that we read in the Bible between Jesus and, and Peter. And I never even thought about it that way when it comes to your inner circle, that your inner circle, you're going to have some, you're going to have to have some intimate conversations about love and how, you know, you feel on certain things and different perspectives and values and whatnot. And so with that, you have to be okay with your inner circle being two or three people. It's okay if it's two or three people. And as using Jesus as your example, because we're, we're not Jesus, and I'm not saying that we're Jesus, but if Jesus only had a few in his inner circle, even though he had a large amount of people following him and had disciples and he had apostles and he had other people preaching, we have to be okay with having a small amount of people in our inner circle. Again, it's the quality and not the quantity. And it really is. And I just want to go back to the need of your inner circle. The need of your inner circle is so important because when you look at why you need an inner circle, that inner circle is to, to give you um, accountability. That inner circle is to be your 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 voice when you feel voiceless that inner circle is to really help you defeat fear you know when you fear um life that inner circle is there to hold you up when you feel like you you can't do anything you can't do anything, can't say anything, you can't move. It's really to hold you up, to, to inspire you. And that inner circle is there, not always, again, accountability, not always there to say you're right. That inner circle is there to pray for you, to pray for you, to pray over you and and honestly, to get some oil out, put some oil on your head, put some oil on your on your doorstep and pray over your home, pray over your family, pray over you, pray over your health. I don't know about you, but I don't want everybody praying for me. I just don't. 
I don't want everybody praying for me. But I do want somebody praying for me because I want to know the person that's praying for me genuinely has a will to do so. And so when you look at your inner circle, can individuals in your inner circle pray for you in a way that you need? And one of the things that I had to really ask myself is, and not in a selfish way, because it's not a tit for a tat, but if I'm praying for my friend, can they pray for me? If I'm giving my friend scriptures and saying, yes, you know, this scripture will do this, do this and do this and do this for you. This encourages me or, hey, I was just listening to this Bible verse or I was just listening to this inspirational message. I wanted to send it to you because I know the devil is is being busy in your family right now. And I just want to uplift you. If I send that to my friend. If I'm going through a tough time, can I count on her to do the same for me? And those are things that you have to ask yourself. Is can your inner circle do that for you? It may not be every single person in your inner circle that is sharing that inspiration for you. But at least is there one? Do you have a balancing act? Do you have a balancing act in your inner circle? Again, it's about the quality and not the quantity. It truly, truly, truly is. It truly, truly, truly is. And that's something that I've had to really look at. I've really had to look at and and understand. Wow. And sometimes people are not going to move with you. And that's okay. You have a circle and then you have an inner circle. And that's okay. That is all right. That is all right. But you have to look at what is it that you need now. You know, you're in this transition. You're in this transition of womanhood, if you will. And in this transition, you're going through so much. And let me just be honest, it is so hard. It is so hard. Nobody ever told me that life was going to be this hard at this time um, time of my life. No one. It wasn't until I went into therapy and she was like, oh yeah, you're going through a transition. And I was like, what? Thank you. (laughs) Thank you for putting a title to what I'm going through and and that I'm not crazy. And and my therapist was like, you're not crazy. This is something that women go through. We just don't talk about. And I'm just like, what? (laughs) Why can't we talk about this? But there's so much And if we ever go back to our mothers or our grandmothers or aunts or, you know, some of our seasoned friends and ask, hey, what did you go through between 38 and and 42? 
And they'll probably look at you like you're crazy. Like why that time frame? But then when you start to talk, you'll hear from them and they will eventually understand that, hey, I did go through transition. There are some things that happened. There are some things that happened. You know, they talk about men having midlife crisis in their 50s or when they turn 50. But there's something also that happens to women as they transition to 40 that people do not talk about. And so that's what we're talking about in this season (laughs) of the ever-evolving working mom. Because we are ever-evolving. And, you know, yes, we have our children now. They're growing up. And 10 years from now, we still will be working moms. I mean, 10 years from now, my youngest will be 15. And in 10 years... I'll be in another transition of transitioning from 48 to to going into that 50. You know, there's another transition happening. I still will be a working mom. I still, there's still going to be some things that I'll be having to work out. But I think what's so important for us is making sure that our inner circle is secure is safe, is somewhere we can find comfort, is somewhere where we know the difference between who is willing and who can, making sure that there's quality rather than quantity in understanding our needs. I think that's the most important thing is understanding our needs. What is it that we need for ourselves? And then also, one thing that I've understood is you have to know what you need in life before you can ask someone else to provide what you need from them. You have to understand what you need before you can ask anyone else, anyone, your husband, your friends, your children, your pastor, your priest, your, your, your sister, your grandmother, your mom. You got to know what you need first. You have to identify what that is first. And when you identify what that is first, then now you can identify what you need from others and then you're going to have to release it release that need and then let those individuals that have been assigned that need to fulfill the need but you have to release it first you have to be comfortable for them to fulfill that need and it's It's an ongoing process. It really, really is. It's an ongoing process, but you'll get there. You will get there. But I think first it's understanding what you need. And from there, you can identify what you need from others. And this is how we can enhance our inner circle.
enhance our inner circle. So I hope that was helpful. I know it's, it's, it's helpful for me because I have been going in this transition and thank God for therapy that has helped me to understand and to put a title to it, that that's what it is. And that when it comes to your inner circle, it's about the quality and not the quantity. It's about the quality and that's anything in life. It's about the quality, not the quantity. It truly, truly, truly is. So I want to thank you for going on this ride with me because it has been an amazing ride um, so far in this season. And I'm just excited for what's next. (laughs) I'm really excited for what's next. Now, what I will tell you is that what I'm really excited about is November, the month of November. If you have been a listener of the Latika Vine show, then you know that November is one of the biggest months for um, visionary initiatives, my organization. And November is the National Career Development Month. It is recognized by National Career Development um, Association. And then there are smaller associations that recognize this. And it's really to um, propel career uh, counselors and coaches and and strategists and and so forth to help those um, in need of career services. And so this month, um, the theme is all about making connections. And we know making connections is through networking. And so I'm really excited because November is going to be jam-packed um, starting on Tuesday, November 1st with Author's Day and also the, um, and of course, you know, the, the, the start of the month. And so on Tuesday, November 1st, I will announce about the newsletter, the Career Development Resource Newsletter. Um, the new edition for November and December, and this is actually the anniversary edition. So this will be the one year anniversary edition of that newsletter. So I'm really excited about it. And the theme for this issue is performance towards upward mobility. So this time of year, we talk about performance reviews and the meetings that we have with our supervisors and employees. Well, this issue, we're going to talk about that, but how do you have those discussions and how do you prepare for those meetings to focus on your upward mobility? So I'm really excited about the newsletter. We're going to be talking about the STAR method um, to help write your year in accomplishments, um, making sure you fall back in love with your vision. Uh, We're going to be talking about self-assessment tools. Um, We're going to be talking about um, your career path again. Make sure and ensure you're writing it. And then I also will be sharing about November events. So we'll have our monthly networking event. 
Uh, and I'll be talking about that in the newsletter. Um, and then during a national career development week, uh, we'll talk about the courses that will be dropping. So you can go check those out. Um, there's so much that's happening. And the networking event is November 8th. So I'm so excited with that. Um, I'm going live with my dear friend Anika on the 16th to talk about um, some more career development stuff. So I'm really excited about that. Um, so there's a lot going on in November and I would love for you to be a part of it. I'm also giving out 40% discount off of the Leader Within a program, the coaching program for working moms to help them lead themselves so they can lead others and a mission too. Um, so this is perfect for working moms who are ready for that next leadership position. So whether it's a first line uh, supervisory position or an executive position, we go right into what it is to be a leader. So we go into leaders, leadership um, styles, competencies, all of that good stuff. So it's a really great program. And so I'm giving that 40% off discount the entire month of November. So there's a lot going on in November and I would love for you to be a part of it. So be sure to watch out for that announcement on November 1st. And if you have not signed up for the mailing list, be sure you sign up for the mailing list so that you can receive the newsletter on November 4th when it comes out. You can receive the what's happenings for the month, all the events, and you know where I'm going to be the entire month of November. So be sure you sign up so you know all about what's happening in November. Well, I look forward to talking with you soon. Thank you for joining me in this episode of Boutique of Vine Show. And I will talk with you next time. Until next time, take care and God bless you. Thank you so much for joining today's show. It is my hope that you gained at least one tangible tip to help you balance life and grow in your career. I get it. Trust me, being a working mom has its hard moments, but it is possible for you to lead and grow your career and balance life. And in this show, we will continue to talk about it. But before you go, don't forget to check out the show notes for all the highlights, links, and anything else that was mentioned during today's show, because those tips are going to help you make sure that you can balance life and lead and grow your career. Well, until next time, stay well, remember that you are enough, and that God has you covered. See you next time.